You're listening to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Half Full Gaming Podcast. I'm DJ. I'm Zeke. And today we're going to talk about League of Legends. But before we get into talking about League of Legends, we're going to cover some news, um, a little bit about what we've been up to, and then we'll jump on over into the uh, topic. So, without further ado, um, what have you been up to this week, Z? Um, I watched Aladdin in theaters, and I've been playing some League of Legends. Aladdin. So, without spoiling that, uh, what do you think of it? Good? Bad? I've really, really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed... Uh, I, I I was a huge fan of the original, though, as a kid, so, like, I might be slightly biased, but, like, I had a ton of fun. The music was great. Music was really good. I've been listening to the soundtrack with my wife um, just around the house and, like, in the car and stuff like that. The movie was fun, enjoyable. I think it's super kid-friendly. There really wasn't anything dark or bad in it. Cool. I, I'm actually seeing it tonight, so... Um, I'm excited. I'll have my own input. I'll probably write a review for it within the next 24 hours and have it up on our website, halffullreviews.com. So we'll have a written review for Aladdin up there. I don't think we're going to do any episodes on it because even though there are Aladdin video games, I don't think it's worth covering. But uh, but maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it after it's been out for a week or two. So. <clears throat> Just in passing, of course. Um, a League of Legends. Yeah, you and yeah. me have both been playing quite a bit of League of Legends lately. We actually have a five-man team we're practicing with right now. It's a couple new guys, a couple old friends. We're all getting to know each other. It's It's been good, right? It has. It's been really fun. We've, it's it's nice to finally have a group of five again. We used to have one a while back, but uh, they weren't all local. Yeah, yeah. now we're all local, so we can actually go to like a local tournament or something, which is, I think, what we're hoping to do. But first, we have to figure out how to play together. So it's crazy when you throw five people of all different skill levels and different personalities into a match and put them all on voice comms, and everyone has to kind of try to get to know each other and learn how each other play. Definitely a very team-based game. I definitely think what we came up with last night might work. I think that might be our best possibility. We can actually discuss a little bit about that when we're talking about uh, team comps and such today. Because uh, we're going to discuss about the game, League of Legends, what it is, different lanes, things about it, in case you've never played. And if you have played, we'll have some discussion for you, too. So even if you already know what the game is, we're going to go a little bit deeper with a couple things and talk about, like, favorite champions and things like that. So there's something for everybody in this episode. Um, aside from that, both of my Pokemon tournaments wrapped up. I watched one new movie. It was um, uh, Crazy Rich Agent. Crazy Rich Asians. Have you seen that? Yes, it's a really good movie. What would you think of it? I thought it was really funny. Um, I think that... It is a really good movie. Yeah, it was, it was cute. I'm actually... I need to write a review for that one as well, so I will probably get a review up um, probably in the next 24, 48 hours, too. Once I start writing reviews, I tend to kind of write a few of them. I catch up on stuff I've seen. So I'll probably put a review up for that as well. But it was good. It, it was funny. It kept me laughing the whole time. It was lighthearted. We just rented it, so we watched it at home here, so whatever. Um, that's it. That's really new for me, I think, at the moment. Um, I got a new display cabinet for my office, so I'm putting up reorganizing all of my retro video games and stuff. So um, I'll have to show that to you when you come over. Got all the N64 games, Game Boy games, everything gonna being displayed a little bit easier to see now, which I like a lot. So. Um, nice. Uh, I think th- I think that's it. That's that's all we have going on, right? So probably we'll jump right into the news. All right. So for the news, I have a couple uh, things written down here just to go over movies. Um, for movie news, we have Detective Pikachu is in theaters. Aladdin is in theaters. The Hustle is in theaters. The Hustle is probably the only one that needs explaining. It's like a heist movie. Um, with starring Fat Amy. Um, her real name is Rebel Wilson, I think. So she's in that, and it's called The Hustle, and it's kind of like a comedy heist. Uh, my wife saw it. She said it was really funny. Um, so I'll probably see it when it comes out to Reynolds or you know Redbox or whatever. We'll probably pick it up and, and watch it again. John Wick 3 is out right now. Um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters or something, is coming out at the end of May. And... 
this weekend, yeah, t- Thursday. Yeah, so I don't think I'm going to see that. Are you going to go see the Godzilla movie? Yes, Rebecca and I will go see the Godzilla movie. Well, you have to tell we, me tell me what you think of it for sure. Um, we were fans I, of those um, big monster. We watched um, uh, what was the the kaiju one? Oh man, I'm, it's escaping me now. My wife would know the name of it, but it's like it's very similar to Godzilla in the sense that um, it's like these big monsters that come out of the sea and they're like attacking the world and like we have to like we build these like big robots that have to like fight them and it's like monster versus monster and awesome and epic and you know half the movie is like an epic battle at the end where like there's like you know massive flames and explosions and all that fun stuff yes we love those kinds of movies actually so we will we will definitely most most likely go see that one all right so definitely let me know what you think of it because i have zero plans to see it in theaters i have no interest in seeing a godzilla movie in theaters um but i will rent it if you think it's good then maybe i'll give it a rent yeah i i've actually i've never i haven't wasn't a huge fan of the old i mean i've never really watch the old Godzillas, to be honest. They were all before my time, and I don't know, I never had an opportunity to go watch them, so it'll be interesting. It Hopefully it's interesting, right? <laughs> hopefully it's not terrible. Um, but yeah, okay. Um, video games. Team Sonic Racing just came out on May 21st. Um, next month, the big video game coming out is Super Mario Maker 2. It's going to be out on June 28th, so literally like a month from now. Um, I think the concept's really cool of Super Mario Maker, but I've just never been a huge fan of, I don't know, I I like the idea of being able to play more Mario, but I'm not sure I like the idea of being able to create it. I don't know why, it's just never really stuck with me. Well, I think, if I if I heard correctly, I think there's going to be 100 pre-built levels you can play. Oh, um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and then, th- then you're going to be able to make your own levels, and it's basically Mario, etc. And they're doing all kinds of cool, crazy things you can add in when you make your own levels that they didn't have in the last one. And, of course, just like Super Mario Maker 1, you can upload your levels and share them with the world and download other people's levels. So I have a buddy um, called uh, Josh, N64Josh. You can look him up. Um, he has a website, N64Josh.com, and he has a podcast called the Nintendo Powercast. We're going to have him on as a guest. Um, and he's going to talk Super Mario Maker with us when it comes out. So not till next month. But uh, he's a huge, like he lives for this kind of thing. He lives for Mario and all the Mario games and Super Mario Maker 2. He's actually launching a new podcast all about it. And he's going to be doing YouTube content and playing oh, through. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's going yeah, to be playing through people's levels. So you can like give him your level and he'll play through it on YouTube. And then he'll have you on as a guest and talk about it. So he's going to be doing all kinds of really cool stuff with that game. So it, it wasn't really on my radar, but now it is. I'm like, whoa, one of my one of my buddies here is super into this, so I should probably give it a little closer look. I might even end up buying it, but I'm not sure yet. So, but yeah, I, yeah. I told totally, me know if you do it. I'm curious about it. I, I, I'm not sure I'll buy it, but I skipped out on the first one. So I think the first one was on DS, though, wasn't it? I don't think it was on Switch, or was it? Is it on Switch? Um. It, no, no, no. The first one's only on Wii U. You sure? It did not come. Yeah, to... positive. I'm positive. All right. There was all this talk about because there's a bunch of menus and stuff on the little Wii U HomePad thing, and they were trying to figure out how they were going to get it all to function. I I don't think it actually ever. Came, almost positive it didn't come to to handheld. Okay. Or Switch. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. That's all I have for the news. We have a little movie news, a little video game news. We're going to move on to the discussion. This week we didn't spend as much time with, you know, uh, what we've been up to and stuff, so that's nice. We'll have a little bit more time for the discussion today. Um, might be reverse lots of our other episodes. But anyways, without further ado... Welcome to the discussion, everybody. Today we're talking League of Legends. If you don't know what League of Legends is, it's a... It's a MOBA, so it's a massive online battle arena. It's five versus five, and it's top-down. Um, so kind of like playing Diablo or um, uh, not Doom, but like playing the old StarCraft games and stuff. It's kind of top-down adventure like RuneScape, um, like those kinds of things where you're kind of like Eagle's View looking down, and you click to move your character, and he moves wherever you tell him to move, and then you can do stuff, you know, like uh, attack things or hide in bushes or, you know, whatever. So that's kind of how it plays. And it's 10 players. You can play against, you know, AI units like 
MPCs. So you could do five versus five computer, or you could do U versus five computer, or one versus one, or three versus three. But the primary of the game is played five humans versus five humans, and that's on Summoner's Rift, which is a big three-lane map with objectives. There's a base at one end and a base at the other end. So I think I'm explaining this correctly. I'm going to give Zeke, I'm going to give you a stab at explaining this after I'm done. But basically there's a big map, square, on each corner, the two corners top and bottom, there's a base. Um, and one base is friendly, one base is enemy, and you have to fight your way to that base and destroy it. So uh, you pick a character before you start, both teams, so each, everybody, there's going to be ten people playing, you all pick a character, it can be a mage or a tank or an assassin or a fighter, and then you go you know, to any lane you want and you fight your way through little minions that spawn and jungle creatures and fight your way to the other side of the map continuously also battling other real players until you can take over and destroy the base. Now this sounds probably way more exciting than it actually is um, because it's actually a lot slower than it sounds. Everything is kind of stationary on the map and you kind of move around um, and there's a lot of like back and forth and back and forth so there's not a lot of like it's not like you're charging and sprinting across the field. It's a lot slower paced. Um, how do you how do you how do you think I did explain that, Zeke? Well, would you explain it any differently if you're just trying to give someone a concept that has never seen this kind of thing? Yeah, I'd say it's probably not like anything you've played before. First off, it's but at the same time, it because it's a, it's a very good balance of like pacing and strategy and not you know, over, I mean, it's complex, but, like, there's a really good, like, learning arc to the game, and you can have fun learning the game as you go, kind of like, a, you know, RPGs, like, you start off weak, but, like, you're progressing through it, kind of, it almost feels like that in a sense, like, your learning curve feels like a progression, you know what I mean, you start off low-level learning s simple strategies, and, like, there's always more to learn, and essentially, but I, I don't know, I mean, you described the concepts of the game pretty well, so, besides that, I, I don't know if I have a ton more to add, but I definitely think it's it's like the strategy of like chess or like maybe an RTS mm -hmm. with like a mix of like team play in a sense. A lot with, of team play involved. Okay. Yeah, with Wait, so, objectives. So, so let's say, okay, so how do you win? You win by destroying the enemy base or by the enemy team surrendering. That's how you win the game. Now how do you go about winning the game? What are the strategies? So, in order to beat the enemy, you have to get stronger than them. You can level up by gaining XP, by killing minions or uh, other players. Being near minions that being, die. Being near yeah. minions that die, you gain passive XP with that. Um, so then, you can also kill towers. Um, there's defense towers that you have to kill to progress further across the map. And you get gold for doing that. So in order to win, you have to get stronger. So you can either level up and get stronger that way and pick out your abilities, which you have to do, right? You can buy items with gold. So you're earning gold by destroying towers and players and minions. And you can buy items to power yourself up. And your teammates are all doing this as well. And there's tons of items to choose from, as well as there's tons of champions when you start the game to choose from. So there's lots of different combinations of ways to build and ways to play and ways to kind of customize what you want to do. Um, but the strategies for getting gold, because you have to get gold to buy stuff to get more powerful, you can either choose to focus on killing enemy players, or you can choose to focus on farming, or you can choose to go after objectives. Objectives would be the defense towers we're talking about, or there's big monsters in different parts of the map, like dragons and stuff you can kill, or barren monsters. There's one called a barren, I don't really know what it is, it's like a gigantic super monster slug thing. And you can kill these things to get more powerful, and to get XP and gold and buffs, to make you stronger, or you can go after the towers and just try to go really like tower to tower to tower to get to the base and win and kind of distract them elsewhere on the map and try to go after towers to kind of sneak around. Or you can just go straight up slaughtering every other player and trying to get stronger. Like and a deathmatch kind of, yeah. Yeah, you can just play a deathmatch and just kill, death kill, match, kill. And be, yeah, so sometimes... Every time you kill them, they have a death timer, so you have time to kind of sneak away and, and take objectives. If they're dead, they can't defend, you know? Yeah, so that's kind of that's how you'd win. You know, those are the different ways to get stuff and win. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about a little bit about the different positions. So on this map, there is a top lane, a middle lane, and a bottom lane. So if you're imagining a square, the bottom left of the square is your base, the top right of the square is their base, and there's three lanes. 
One follows the, the top 90 degree turn of the square. One goes straight diagonally across the square. And one follows the bottom 90 degree angle of the square. Those are three lanes, we call them. And there, that means there's no jungle there. It's like an open lane where minions march. So minions are marching across the map in these three lanes. And then usually one player will go top and one player will go mid. Two players will go bottom. And the fifth team member will kind of bounce between all these lanes through the jungle that is in between all of them. And he'll help out whichever player needs help at the moment, essentially. And then you work together to fight your way across the map. Now, the reason why people don't all go to one lane, because you could technically go to one lane and push it all the way and win. But you would be nobody would be defending those other lanes. And if the other players went... You and, wouldn't get enough experience. They could out-experience you. Because it's shared XP, right. So because if there's gold in every single lane that you're trying to... And there's gold in the jungle. There's gold everywhere on the map, and there's XP everywhere on the map. And when you're grouped up, you get less of it. You know what I mean? Like, you're missing out on the, the XP. Right, you share the gold, the gold you share the, the XP. Other yeah, so you're sharing everything when you're together, which is why you usually split up so you can all get stronger so that you guys have a better chance. Because it's not a short game. It's not a 5-minute game. It's not a 10 or 15-minute game. Yeah, you can't win it in the first 10 minutes, essentially. You know, Right, because the game is going to go... You can't take the object this quick enough. It's designed so you can't win it super early. You have to, like, level up and, and be somewhat strategic about how you level up and, and what you know what you do to get better at the game. Right, because the towers themselves, the defense towers, are strong, and the stronger you get, the faster you can kill them. But at the beginning of the game, it takes you a long time to kill them. So it's very hard to fight your way through the towers. Also, it's very hard to take river objectives really early, like dragons and stuff. So, which is why you have to get stronger, which hence splitting up and getting XP and gold and items and leveling up so that you can get strong enough to take these things. But there's also a lot of strategy. So even though it's a lot of waiting for the first 15 minutes of the game and powering up and fighting other people and trying to get strong, it's there's strategy involved in the way you build your character and in how well you do against other people. By outplaying other people, you'll get this much further ahead and then that much further ahead and then even a little more further ahead. And the more, the more ahead you can get of the enemy players, the better off you are for your team and for you. And the better you guys can set yourself up in the early game, the more it'll pay off through the mid to the late game because you guys will be able to hopefully snowball it and take a victory. Or it goes pretty even and you guys battle back and forth. Um, let's see. The position... Let's keep talking about the positions. So go ahead and explain top lane, Zeke. What does the top laner do? Uh, the top lane is like a 1v1 similar to mid lane except there's less... Um, if you're up against a wall, so it's a little bit safer. That's why they typically send melee champions or champions without as big of, um, uh, like, not as mobile champions. So you can only you be know? attacked from one side because at the top of the square there, right, there's only, nobody there's can come from that way. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it's a little different. That's cool. So this is one of those cool lanes where they can only attack you essentially from the bottom, you know, the bottom river area. They can't... Or from the lane. They can up come up the lane too. There you go. They can come up the lane. So usually it's a one versus one unless the jungler shows up and he helps. It could be enemy jungler or your teammate jungler and he could show up. This is that fifth position we're talking about, the jungling position. He can show up and gank, which means like surprise and try to attack and help push that lane to get you an is short for gang up on. There you go. So um, it's like if you're, you're ganging up on someone. Okay, so this top laner, he's also very far from everything else that's happening because he's way up there at the top by himself. So, so lots of times he'll take uh, an ability or something called teleport because you can choose abilities in this game to help out your character. It's just another way to customize your character. You can choose abilities that allow you to jump short distances or start other players on fire or teleport places or shield yourself. There's all kinds of cool abilities. So it's lots of times he'll do something that allows him to cross the map quickly to get to his team because he's, lots of times he's up there all by himself and it takes him a while to walk to, back to the team. The mid lane. I'll, I'll, I'll tackle the mid lane, and then you can tackle the bot lane. Um, okay. So the, the middle lane is played, a mix of characters play middle lane, usually an assassin, um, like a quick-moving kind of person who can get around the map and help top lane, help bottom lane, who can also assassinate people like he's really good one versus one, or a mage will play it. A magic user. It could be a melee magic user or a ranged magic user, but someone who has spells that does AP damage, which is magic damage. Um, so that those are the kind of the two kind of champions that'll play mid. Now, middle lane can be attacked from all sides because it's in the very center of the map. So it makes it very vulnerable. You kind of have to watch out because you could be attacked from the bottom lane, from the top lane, from the jungler, um, and it's a very high intense 
kind of position. You gotta really be watching what's going on. But it's also your responsibility to help other lanes because you're in that position. You're in the center of the chessboard, so to speak. And the center of the chessboard is what allows you to have the most control when you're playing chess. And this works the same way. If you have the piece in the center, your queen is in the center of the chessboard, then your queen can go anywhere and do anything, and she's got a really good position. So controlling the middle of the map in League of Legends is the same way. If you have good control over the middle, it's better for your team. Your team can see more, your team knows what's going on, um, and it allows you to do more from that position. So You if, can react quicker. Exactly. Right? So, so the more control of the map you have, the quicker it is to react, because mm -hmm. if they... Because there's vision, there's fog of war in this game, so like if they don't have vision in a certain area because you guys have that area, like if you control more of the map than they do, you have more vision than they do, which means that it's they have to venture out into fog of war and potentially get caught out and die. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, that's the middle lane. Zeke, I need to grab something in the other room fast. I'm going to mute my mic. Can you go ahead and break down the bottom lane, ADC and support, and I'll be right back in like 15 seconds. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So the bot lane usually has two players in it, one damage source and one support type champion, or if you're used to like MMOs, you get like a healer. You don't have to be a healer. There's other types you could be, but healing is one of the types of champions you could play. There's also like shielding champions, and then there's also like tanks. But basically, what makes a good support is um, a lot of what, what the game, what people call utility. So like crowd control or like stuns essentially, knockups, things like slows, things that or in and um like shields and heals, those types of things. Things that don't require a lot of gold and just inherently have a lot of use. So because that brings us to the ADC, which or the damage dealer, because they're the one taking all the farm, all the minion kills, so they're the ones getting all the gold. Basically the idea behind the bot lane is you put support champion that can handle that can do function decently well on little to no gold while babysitting the um, uh, the damage dealer, which is typically weak early. That's why um, ADCs typically go in bot, because the ranged ADCs, because they're weak early, but they're extremely strong late game. So That's a cool way of explaining kind of, it. I like the that way. It's there to kind of baby them, essentially, through the early game in order to get them to the late game so you can win. Right, so that position, that's a very that's a very interesting lane. Um, because of the teamwork that has to be done there. Like, the whole game is, League of Legends is all about teamwork. If you have bad teammates and they're terrible, it makes it very hard to win. Just like if you're terrible, it makes it hard for your teammates to win. But the bottom lane, even more so, because the whole game, you're depending on that other person, or else you're one versus two. If they're goofing off doing other stuff, you have to fight two people, and two versus one is not really fair in any game. You know? It's, I mean, not even talking about League of Legends, it's not fair. If you're playing Super Smash Bros, or you know, 007 or, you know, Halo or whatever Unless you want to play. Hmm? Unless you're Unless canon. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, back to League of Legends, though. Yeah, so I really liked your breakdown of that. I only caught the second half of it. But, yeah, that... Did you have anything else to add to the bot lane? Did you pretty much have that one? No, that's that's pretty much the bot lane. Did... And just except the fact that, like, you, you in all of these lanes, there's a meta. What we're describing is more the meta, right? Mm -hmm. But there is out-of-meta picks, and they're all they can definitely be viable like you can take two you know super damage heavy early game champions in the bot lane and just smash the lane you know what i mean but mm -hmm. you have to it's harder to play that way you know and it, because champions are just inherently weaker early you have to be careful but that's an interesting topic there's a lot of different out of style things and, and it's even seen in pro play too like they even do out of meta things in pro play because you know, they're the ones kind of deciding the meta. But so, for the but, most but, part, the developers try to keep it to that, like, uh, you know, solo lane top, solo lane mid, two in bot with an ADC and a support, and then a jungler that kind of roams around. What I think happens is, what I think happened, and why it has developed into this, because that's the first question people always have when they come to League of Legends. Why are two people going bottom? Why? Well, why does one person have to go top? Why? Why can't we just do something different and, and beat the game? Well, you can. and But the optimal way to do it, there's always an optimal way to play everything. If you're playing Super Smash Bros., there's an optimal way to short hop attack or to recover. There's always an optional, an optimal way to recover from off the stage. You know, There's always an optimal way to beat Mario. If you're playing Mario and running across the screen, 
If you want to get there the fastest, there's always a route to go that is faster than everything else. Just like League of Legends, there is a way to play that is optimal. And the pro players who get paid money to do this and play 12 hours a day over the past five or six years have figured out the optimal way to do it. And that's why they do it. So that's how I would explain it to a new player. Sure, you can do whatever you want. But if you lose, which you will most of the time against the team that's playing optimally, it's because everybody's already figured it out. Everybody already knows this is the best way to play the game. And it makes sense because you get a good mix of damage, a good mix of team comp, you get a good spread of XP and gold, and having two players in the bottom, as opposed to two players in the top, allows you to get the objective at the bottom of the map, because that's where the dragon is. So having three people, a jungler can come down there, plus your two bot laners, and the mid lane can also roam freely, gives you three to four players who can control that dragon, and get that dragon, and then a new dragon spawns, so, and you can get that dragon. Real quick, a simple way to describe why the meta became the way it is is number one, the game isn't the game is designed to be hard to win before 20 minutes. It's a very slow-paced game before 20 minutes. You can't take the objectives quick enough because you don't have enough damage. So the first 20-ish minutes of the game, probably a little bit more than that, maybe even like 25, is everybody trying to get as strong as they possibly can so that when time comes and the big objective Baron spawns at 20 minutes then things can start happening. So you want to get yourself in the best position possible for like until uh, for 20 minutes into the game. And so the way you do that is you spread out across the map into every single lane, into the jungle, and you pick and, and you absorb all the gold because there's gold everywhere on the map. There's gold in the jungle. There's gold in each lane from all the minions. And so that's why you're spreading out into all the different lanes. And then on top of that, you also want to try to build a well-rounded team composition. Team composition that's not too weak early, but not too weak late. So that's why you have character like assassins in mid lane which are really strong early but you have the adc in bot lane which is in the other positions can actually rotate around a lot better than the bot lane the bot lane almost always has an adc because that's like your late game damage like i'm gonna need to we gotta we're gonna have to destroy them you know after 20 minutes how are we gonna get all the damage out a lot of and that is supposed to come through bot lane but the other lanes can all kind of switch around you can play you know tank assassin all these different things that kind of build a real rounded team got but essentially you're spreading out to absorb all the golden XP as much as possible so you can be stronger at 20 minutes, essentially. Maybe not 20 minutes exactly. I'm kind of oversimplifying the whole thing. So you yeah. can essentially push and win because you're a stronger team and you can assert your dominance on the map. So, so tying, all of what, tying all of that together, that's, in, that's exactly what we're talking about, but we mentioned it in different pieces. The ADC needs a babysitter. He's weak early. That's why he's in the duo lane. Well, now because you have to have him in a duo lane, you put them bottom to, to be able to get that dragon, because that's where the dragon is. All this starts to click and come together. All of it is pieces. You have to spread out. Well, one guy needs a babysitter. There's an important objective at the bottom. See? And then it all comes together. This is why the game is played like that, because it's optimal. It just, once you start... Teleport so they can teleport down to bot lane really quick. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the top yeah. laner is usually a bruiser or brawler or somebody tanky. I usually. Mean, it's, it's very, uh, the, the lane, the, the solo lanes... Because he has well, to be by himself, so he has to be able to survive. It's champions that can... The solo lanes, both of them, do well into... Um, basically, well, good 1v1 champions, right? You want to have a good champion that's kind of well-rounded, has a little bit of CC, has a good amount of damage that can kill somebody. And so it tends to be... The top lane tends to be someone either tanky or more melee because it's a safer lane, because it's way up at the top, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a safer lane, you can typically get away with it. It has a wall on one side. The mid lane tends to be someone who's just super well-rounded and it needs, you know, should be a really well-skilled player. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yep. That, that's a good, uh, that's a good breakdown. Okay. So now I think we've covered the positions. We've kind of mentioned a little bit about the types of champions, like assassins and mages and tanks and things like that and supports. I think you cover a little bit. So let's talk about our favorites. Um, my favorite position to play, we'll cover our two favorite positions and our three favorite champions. Sound good? Okay. All right, my favorite position to play is mid lane. I like mid lane because I like the kind of characters that play there, which are typically mages and stuff. Um, so I like playing... Uh, I, I don't know, I like playing a solo lane for sure. So I like that's why probably why I like the middle lane. I like that I'm by myself, that I have a lot of control over the map, that I can go places. Um, I like having a lot of the weight of the game resting on my shoulders. Um, and I, I like to have the control of the mid lane because I guess I'm probably a little bit of a control freak sometimes. So I mean, but I like having that position. 
to be able to do whatever I want, to to have people like depending on me. Hmm? You want to be able to affect the game. Yeah. You, know I mean? you want to be able to carry, essentially. And I think that's probably why mid lane is one of the favorite lanes overall of everybody. There's Everybody you talk to is like, oh, I can mid lane. Because it's a, it's a really popular lane because it's a cool lane. That's why that one's my What's one of your favorite positions? Uh, jungle. I like jungle. Oh, we um, never. Oh, wait. We never broke down jungle. So tell at the same time, tell us why you like jungle and kind of what the jungler does. Well, for, let me preface it all by saying I actually I've I'm one of the few rare care people that I actually really enjoy playing almost every single position except maybe ADC right now. But I can enjoy ADC if I'm with someone. Like you know what I mean? If I'm playing with someone, a friend in bot lane or on comp. But with that preference i do when i play solo queue i typically play the roles that to me are the most fun because in my opinion because everybody likes to play mid lane or adc everyone wants to carry essentially everybody wants to put the you know do all the damage and you know have all the you know getting all the kills and getting all the gold and then you know in turn being the, the super important one but no one champion can like 1v5 essentially Unless you're like ridiculously strong and ridiculously good, which is pretty much impossible. Um, so what I like to do is I like to play roles, support, and jungle that can affect the other and, and bolster the other roles. So I like jungle because it's pr the most versatile role. I, after you've played the game for a long time and you have a really good understanding of how all the different lanes work and how all the different you know objectives are and everything like that, in that. Then I think that's that, that's the type of person that makes a good jungler is because there's so many options. It's really hard to break down into a simple thing, but there's so many options. You can gank any any lane you want. You can invade the enemy jungle. You can you know the the junglers uh, often for late game. You can pick a character that just wants to get farm and gold and not affect any lanes, and then eventually carry the game. Like there's so many different ways to play jungle, but in a very simplified version, what the jungle is is the the champion that that can kill the camps in in the jungle essentially there's like neutral monsters that when you attack them they start attacking you but if you don't attack them they'll just kind of sit there all game but it's free gold and xp so somebody's got to gather that so you pick a champion that can do that now the jungle also consists of a lot of walls so a lot of times a good what makes a good jungler is someone who can um has like a dash or what we like to call a gap closer and some cc so crowd control. So a gap closer and a stun. So it's something essentially like a dash and a stun, essentially. And so because what that those not only help you traverse the jungle easier and also help you kill the jungle camps, but it also is makes for good ganks. That's really the main reason why you want those things. And so in order to gang up on the lane, you have to show up in the lane and, and they can once they can see you, they're gonna start running away. So if you have a, a way to close that gap and then stun them so that the rest of you, the, the the other lane, the people in the lane, your allies in the lane, can come help you and you can basically kill them. That's essentially what the basic version of a jungler is. But there's so many other things you can do. And I like to play jungle because I can play anything. I can play a carry champion. I can play a tank champion. You know, I tend to, to also um, play champions that are very versatile as well that can go tank or damage. I like those kinds of types of champions. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, so that's kind of the jungle and the gist, why I like it, and yeah, there you go. Jungle is one of my favorite positions, So, but since you already mentioned it, I will pick a different one and say uh, support. I like the support role, and I think it's a very hot or cold role. People either love it or they hate it. But the reason I like it is because I like the teamwork involved in bot lane. I like to be on communications or voice comms with a partner down there and work together to, to beat up the other, the other laners and get ahead and then bot lane becomes a really strong combination if if you can get ahead early game get really strong it really helps the rest of your team out a lot and also you have that good river control and stuff but the support player has usually has a lot of crowd control abilities like cc or shields or things that can help his team stuns you know stuns or locks or binds that can lock up the enemy team um, or interrupts or taunts or he has shields and heals that help out as his team so no, whichever way you're playing, whichever kind of character you decide to play I as a support. That when we about yeah, support. but that's that's what I like about him, right? So I like that he can he's a team player and he helps his team and he sets his teammates up. And I like 
being able to make be the one that engages or the one that saves his teammates when they think they're about to die and you make because they did a good job of making the support role exciting like your team could be losing the fight and you hit two buttons and now your team is winning the fight and that's the support you know he does all of that it's all on his shoulders to read the situation and look at the team comps and decide what items to build and what abilities to have that he can help out his team uh, by shielding them or by slowing down enemies or whatever. You can play offensive support or defensive support. And you need to make that choice uh, every single game changes. Okay, uh, go ahead. Go I, ahead also, with... go I ahead. also like support for similar but also different reasons. I like support because essentially everybody wants to carry the game. And a lot of times bot lane is a good opportunity because two random people are getting stuck together with very different playing styles, most likely different playing styles. And so I like to pick a champion. I, I like to play jungle and support because they both, um, they're both positions that you can basically bolster another team member. So if all you have to do is find, everybody wants to carry, everybody wants to be good at doing damage. And so everybody practices that because that's what they think is fun. And the cool thing about the support is you could basically pick anyone, whichever, all, any of the other four champions on the map that's good, that you can tell that, hey, this person knows what they're doing and they do a ton of damage. And you can basically just like puppy guard them, essentially, right? So <laughs> you're sitting there with CC, someone tries to come in and kill them, and you're just CCing them, and then they destroy them. You know what I mean? So it's basically a way for you to create a situation that's much harder to deal with. Because like one, fed champ, one good fed champion is hard to deal with, right? But... One good fed champion with someone protecting him is much, much harder and much it's much easier to win the game that way, in my opinion. Yeah, I like that, yeah. A fed champion with a defender with someone to protect him is even more deadly. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. You have a cool, really cool way of thinking about a lot of these uh, positions and stuff. The wording is just cool. It makes it sound really epic. I, I like, like, like the point something else because we're not talking about all the, uh, you know... We're going to move on to champions now, but yeah. Go just real quick, there's every... Riot's done a really good job of making every lane feel like you can affect the game and do well. And I think the only one that I think I think is is least like that, I think, which is the reason I, I hate it the most, is because it's ADC. I think the bottom lane, I think you're very pigeonholed and you're very reliant on your team, but that's beside the point. I think from every role, there is even ADC, there, every role has the opportunity to feel important and feel like they can affect the game in a positive way and that's why it's fun to play the game i i i think the adc role uh, i'll watch a lot of people play and i'll be like yeah you can't do anything without a team but i watch some people play like our buddy zoa or there's a couple other randos i've seen playing like ezreal and stuff and you get on like a, a vein or an ezreal somebody and you can you can 1v3 like, you wouldn't be able to normally, but you have to be really good on it. If you're really, really, really good, and you're good at your positioning, and you know all your abilities, and you outplay, you can dash over walls, go invisible at times, you can do things that allow you... Yeah. But you have to be so good. Like, you have to hit 16 buttons to do the same thing someone else only has to hit 3 buttons to do. I think that's possible a lot of times, but I think it's very rare. It's a very rare scenario, and you can't guarantee that. There's this, there's just times when the other team has a Zed and a Vi, and no matter what you do, I don't care how skilled you are, right. if you're an ADC and your team's not helping you, you're dead. You know what I mean? There's nothing you can do about it. Those two champions, they have incredible gap-closing range and CC and incredible amounts of damage. Like, there's just certain situations in the game where if your team's not helping you, it becomes very unfun for the ADC because you can't literally can't do anything. They, they're, they are, they're, those champions, assassins or bruisers are ahead, and no matter what you do, if that person's good enough, no matter how good you are, there's nothing you can do about mm -hmm. it. I don't like to feel like I'm trapped in a sense. Like, wow, like it's really hard to have fun. I like to always be able to have fun in the game, so I like to pick champions that are I can always even have fun losing on. But that's just not a fun champion to lose on because technically you lose 50% of the time or close to 50% of the time. Yeah. In games, if you're not having fun while you're losing, then it, you probably shouldn't play the game. There you, you go. Should find a way to have fun, or you should find a way to have fun losing. But speaking of champions and different types of champions, uh, what, what's one of your favorite? Oh, that's tough. One of my favorites is... Uh, one of my favorites? I, don't, I have a couple favorites. Um... One of the ones I play the most is Jarvan, and one of the ones I go back to is, is Jarvan the Fourth. He's a, a jungle champion that can build damage or tank. He's very versatile, 
in that. He has a little bit of he has a good amount of CC, a good gap, a gap closer. closer. He's just a very well-rounded champion, and you can tell by the way I've been talking about the game that I just like well-rounded, lots of opportunity, lots of positions. I always want to be able to do something. Like if our team needs a tank, I can build tanky. If our team is not doing well and I'm getting a bunch of kills, I can build damage and carry. You know what I mean? I like to have all those options. I like to always have. A win condition is what I like now, to call now it. Now, does the theme, does the look of the character, his voice, his appearance, his demeanor, everything about him, did the character design from a graphical standpoint, does this mean anything to you when you choose a favorite character, or is it more mechanical? Um, it has a play in it, but honestly, that's that's one of the reasons Jarvan isn't like definitively like the most amazing champion that I play all the time. Because honestly, I don't like any... I only like one of his skins, and it's a very new skin, and I've just got it a little, like, you know... Or relatively new, it's probably like a year old. And besides that skin, I, I didn't really like the way he looked. I like the way he feels as a champion. I like the way he plays. I like this one skin that I have on him, and that's that's it. There's other champions, like my my guilty pleasure champion, essentially, that I like is Annie. Because I do like the way she looks. I like the way she feels. She, I love all of her skins, or well, most of her skins. She has a bunch, a ton of skins, a ton of really cool skins, and she's just... She's got like a big teddy bear that she pops out and she can control. It's just, <laughs> she's that's like a, my that's my guilty pleasure champion. She's kind. I just think it's fun. The theme of her, she's kind of like a demented child that plays with fire and kind of throws yeah, fire at people. Yeah, she yeah. shoots fire out of her hands. I mean, come on, everybody wants to shoot fire out of their hands. Exactly, like, and she can play support or mid. She's a pretty cool champion. What's your third favorite champion? Uh, oh, that's tough. These are like really these. Tough. These are top three, though. This isn't like favorite video games where it's in no specific order. We're going like it doesn't have to be exactly specific order, but these are like definitely top three. If you had to only play these three champions, those are the two you locked in uh, un unknowingly. You just locked those two in. You know, so you're only allowed to pick one more. <laughs> Zinzao. Zinzao. Yeah, I I like I like the way the champion. I don't know. I he's one of those. He he covers what else I haven't covered yet. He's like the 1v5 champion that if you play him well enough, you can like, you know, almost solo carry the game on your back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's why I like him. He's he's typically not built super He's tanky. a fighter, right? You classify him as like a fighter? A little, he's a fighter, yeah. He can build semi-tank, um, but he doesn't do super well tanky. But I mean, if you need to, you can build him tanky. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's possible, but he definitely does best when you build like damage with like some health. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, light, like so a little bit, just enough so, to survive, but mostly damage. Cool. All right, I, I'm going to run through my my three favorite just as quickly as you did. Uh, Lux. Uh, Lux is my absolute favorite in a very specific order, my definitely top favorite. She's a mage, has a lot of skill shots, meaning you have to aim your abilities. You don't just point and click to use an ability. You have to skill shot each and every ability she has, so you can point in any direction. She has a lot of damage, and she also has a shield ability that allows her to shield the entire team. But she has to aim that shield, um, so she needs to hit her teammates with the shield, and also shields herself. And her other damaging abilities uh, either do slows and binds, or uh, she has a long-range laser gun, like a Death Star beam that just goes and fires like halfway across the map as her ultimate. So I really like that she's a high-damage champion with lots of CC, and I like I like the look of the champion. I think it's cool. She's a very peppy, you know. You know, optimistic champion, so I kind of like that. Um, another favorite champion of mine is Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks is your creepy scarecrow, is is his kind of thing, and he kind of walks around on stick legs, and he throws a little crow, and he plays jungle. He can play support or mid. Um, again, he's a mage, but he's like a creepy mage with some really weird abilities. So um, it's kind of hard to explain him. You have to play him yourself. Um, another favorite champion of mine to tie it up, third one. Let's go with, um, I don't know, I, I, I did this wrong. I need two more favorites, okay? But I'm going to just, Zillion whoa, is... Whoa, 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 okay, I, I'm not picking Zillion, but just know that Zillion can bring people back to life and he's cool. My, my third pick is going to be Braum. Braum <laughs> has a giant shield. He's a giant beefy dude and he carries around a giant shield door and he plays support. It's the only thing he can play. Don't listen to anybody if they tell you differently. He plays support, and when he punches people or hits, uses an ability on enemies, it adds a uh, a passive thing to them that if they get attacked four more times quickly, they get stunned. So he basically needs to touch enemy players to allow his teammates to stun those players. And then he also has a big shield that lets him block enemy abilities. So he can jump at people, 
uh, stun people, and then he has that shield which helps absorb damage and protect your allies. So he plays as a beefy, tanky, protecting, CCing kind of champion, which is we've covered a little bit about those kind of support roles, and he's a great example. He's probably the best support in the game, I think. Definitely a contender. For like the, uh, the meta would say he's up there for sure. Yeah. Um, but hey, let's move on to um, a couple closing topics, and we'll close it out. Speaking of the meta... Uh, this is a very popular game. League of Legends is free to play. So if you want to play it, you can go download it at LeagueOfLegends.com. Um, and if you're looking for people to play, you can jump in the Half Full Reviews Discord. Go to HalfFullReviews.com, scroll down the bottom, click the Discord. We have a, a good-sized group of guys who like to play League of Legends, as well as a lot of other games. And you can jump in there and start talking to people, shout out in the League of Legends channel, and say, hey, I'm looking for people to play with. We'll play with you. Completely free to play game. You can download it on a PC or a Mac. Um, if this game is played at a pro, at an esports level, at a pro level, so there's college teams playing, there's, um, like, I, I wouldn't call them NFL, but there's, like, NFL-styled teams, like, there's a pro league, um, where people get paid to play and they have big tournaments, and then the primary way that Riot makes their money, which is the game developers, is by selling cosmetic stuff in the game. They sell skins, you can also buy and unlock champions if you want with real money, but you can also get all of these champions, um, not the skins and cosmetics and stuff, essentially. You can get lots of them for free, but the champions you can get for free. You just have to keep playing and unlocking and playing and unlocking. Um, so that's kind of how they make their money. There's a pro scene. Zeke, you can talk a couple minutes about that pro scene. I know you like to watch it. I'm not a big... I don't watch it a whole lot. I actually do. I, I follow the North American League. They call it the LCS. Um, it's, it's really interesting. It, it's interesting to me because... Um, basically, there's a regular season, and then they go to uh, there's there's two seasons throughout the year. There's a summer split and a spring split, and then they both end with an international event where like the major regions from all around the world get together and battle it out essentially. Which honestly, that whole like setup where it's like oh we get to figure out who are you know America's strongest teams, and then and then we get to see how they face up against the international teams. That whole idea is really interesting to me. Also. I've learned a lot about the game in all the different positions by, like, I've learned a ton about the game. Like, the way I view the game and stuff like that, like, all my explanations from this, a lot of that's come from watching professional players either play, um, like, actual professional games and commentators on it, but also, there's also, like, streamers you can watch, which I've also done a lot of, and YouTubers, you know, mm -hmm. that'll make, or streamers that'll make YouTube videos and things like that and put out content on specific champions that you want to learn and specific roles you want to learn and you know all that kind of the ins and outs of everything which is good it's, it's a, there's a lot of content to it. that's one of the reasons i like league of legends it's something i can while i'm eating i can watch you know a youtube video and then you know or i can listen to a podcast during the day while i'm at work and then i can go home and apply things like ideas i got from the podcast or from the video like ooh, i should try this out tonight and then theory craft and stuff like that there's a lot of learning in the game, which is cool. There's a lot of room to get better as a personal player. Like, a, on a personal level, you can get better by doing a lot of different things and learning a lot. So it makes it a fun game. There's a lot of a lot of deep... Um, what's the word? Um, uh, for, back of, for lack of better words, deep skills. <laughs> There's lots of deep game knowledge and skills that you can learn and acquire over years of playing. Um, so in order to get to the Pro League, though, right, Zeke, I want to be a pro player. So what do I have to do? I have to climb the ranks. I have to win ranked matches and get LP. The ranks are currently Iron, Bronze, Silver, Gold, Platinum, Diamond, Challenger. Now you have to fight your way up these ranks. Usually you're going to get placed somewhere between Iron, Bronze, and Silver. And you're going to have to then win games. If you lose games, you lose points. If you win games, you gain points. And you have to fight your way up through these ranks. Um, and if you get up to Challenger, Diamond or Challenger, and you start playing with some of these pros, Maybe they'll invite you to play with them, and then maybe they'll pick you up. Or if you show off your you mad audition. skills, you can audition. You can audition. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or you can bring your own five-man team if you're all good enough and try to compete in lots of tournaments. And then you have to get noticed and picked up, or you have to do well enough to beat out these people, just like you would in you know lots of other games. Like It's a little different in things like Fortnite, but if you get noticed, if you're good enough, and, and you play enough and learn enough, you can get noticed and play pro. So there's nothing stopping you. Pro players actually make really good money right now. They make they can make up to like easily six figures and more, and quite a bit more if you're like the best of the best. Yeah, because because League of Legends is the most popular MOBA in the world. It's it's more popular than um, Dota two. Going yeah. up because um, pro 
professional like NFL and basketball NBA leagues have started investing in the North American um, leagues, and so there's a lot more money slow like feeding into it in the, at least in the last couple of years. And it's that's really cool. Probably going to keep getting more and more. Yeah, that's nice. It's nice to see the it gaining, continuing to gain popularity, and people continuing to invest in esports because I think it's it's fun. I think it's kind of cool to watch esports to partake in esports. It's kind of just another, it's an easy thing to do with friends too, which is, I guess the last topic is League of Legends is probably best played with friends. Um, you can play it by yourself and have a good time. You've mentioned that a lot on the podcast, that it's something you can play by yourself. But it's more fun to play by yourself if you're going to end up playing with friends later. You know, like playing yeah, by yourself I and definitely... I guess the best way to describe it. Like if you have like a night where you'll be, or like you, you have some friends that play, you, you can kind of get better on your own in hopes that like when you all play together, you'll be better yeah. together. Yeah. Maybe like show off your mad skills, basically. Exactly. It's cool though, and I like being on voice comms with people, and the more the merrier. Um, up to five players, of course, um, and I, I like that because you guys can goof around and have fun together, and it's more fun playing with friends because you won't get trolled as much. Just like if you're playing Rainbow Six Siege or Fortnite or something, you can get trolled by people who are just salty. You know, that's that's very known. If you, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what a troll is, and you've been trolled in an online game if you've ever played one. This game has a lot of that. So when you're playing with random people, you might get people who AFK and just walk away. Or you might get people who purposely lose. Or people who flame at you in chat. So when you're playing with teammates that you know, it makes it more fun because you kind of don't have that usually. Unless your teammates are trolling you. Um, your friends. <laughs> that happens too. Um, I, I think that's pretty much good for me. I'm I got some pizza coming out of the oven, so I'm about ready to eat here. Is there anything else you'd like to, to mention before we take off? Um, yeah, just some closing comment, I guess. It's it's a really fun game. It's really fun to play with friends. It's also going to be fun to play by yourself. Just get out there, try it out. It's really hard to explain the game and, you know, jump in Discord, come play, you know, get somebody who knows, who's already know how to play it and play with them and learn anything about the game. It's definitely worth, I think it's definitely worth playing. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's totally worth giving a shot. So, with that, um, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Half Full Gaming Podcast. We invite you to check out our website at halffullreviews.com. Um, join the Discord. You can leave us five-star reviews on wherever you're listening to the podcast. We really appreciate that. Tell a friend about us. Um, and if you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can go to our Patreon. Um, you can find that on halffullreviews.com as well. Um, but with that, it's been great talking to you guys. We'll see you guys next week. I was DJ. He's Zeke. May the Force be with you. Thank you.